I can't believe you like that Batman movie. Ugh. With the penguin. I can't believe you criticized it so much. It's so good. Batman and the penguin. What's that one called? Returns? Retur- I, I don't know. It's all begins, returns, rewinds, comes back. Well, the second one with Keaton, which I watched today, which you absolutely love. And I thought mm. this is not, well, one, the first one with Keaton, which people adore. And I can understand at the time what it represented. Like Batman mm-hmm. was the goofy TV show. And it had the Tim Burton treatment, the first movie. And I can I can appreciate some of the sets and the aesthetic of the movie. But just the way it plays out, the fight scenes are awful. Batman moves very slowly. Like in he, the first one. In the both of them. But the first one especially. He's barely moving. Like he just slowly saunters towards enemies. <laughs> okay. And uh, his gadgets are really crappy. I can't speak for the first one. But then the second one, I was like, I'm going to watch the second one. And then Vicky Vale's not in the second one, even though very Great. no, very quickly in the first one, they're in love, and he's ready to reveal a secret identity to her, which makes zero sense. And then he does re- reveal the identity. And then a big secret like that, you better hope the relationship continues, and then she's not even anywhere in the second one. Do they mention her? I think she's mentioned once. Okay. But... I read the reason that she's not even in the second one is because Tim Burton doesn't believe in sequels. Okay, well, what was Batman Returns then? Yeah, Returns. That's not a that's not a sequel. What does it mean when you return? So he wrote her out. She was in the script. The writer. That's put good. Her in. Vicky Vale is a stupid character. I hated. I I have this sort of like I don't understand why. Uh, what's her name? Um, Kim Bassinger. Basinger. I don't know why. Basinger. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> what happened to her? We can't even remember her name. Uh, they changed it around like Demi and Demi. Anyway. Well, uh, she married Alec Baldwin. That's what happened. And he destroyed her probably. Well, I don't understand her appeal. I don't understand his appeal. She was appeal. A blonde and she just like was breathy and kind of Southern. I didn't understand who she was as a person. She was always the same in every thing. She's always some sex pot and like sexual being. Well, she was nice as Vicky Vale. Eh, she was nothing. The whole you know thing, who though. was something? Michelle motherfucking Pfeiffer as Catwoman. It makes zero sense. So Catwoman's killed and then some cats come and lick her face. And then and they bite her fingers. Yeah, and then so that brings her back to life. And Somehow. and then she has then she actually has nine lives. Yeah. Which, and then the penguin is acting like an actual penguin because at some uh-huh. point he's lured somewhere with a fish against his will because he can't resist the fish. He's not an actual penguin. He's just and a, the bird. No, the cat. Oh wait, she. She's, yeah, she's lured by the the bird. She eats the that bird. Penguin has. Yeah, and then she he really th- put that bird in her mouth. And then he th- real. And then he threatens a cat, but it's he's not a penguin. He's a person who was deformed. whose parents abandoned him. And you then, know who the dad was? No. Uh, uh, Paul Rubens. Was it? Yeah. It was like his first time coming back after being shunned for jerking off in the theater. It's a nice bit of trivia. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, I didn't know that was Paul Rubens. And also, who cares mm-hmm. that he jerked off? I know. That whole thing was such a stupid thing. I mean, I guess because he was a children's show... 
yeah. host. I mean, he should have been smarter about it. But like, back then, I mean, that's what you did. Yeah. They existed. Yeah. It, overall, I think he's still very ashamed by it to this day. And I can understand that. If I got caught and it cost me my career almost, like I know he's kind of made a comeback. Yeah. But, uh, and also, even if it didn't cost my career, just getting caught doing that in any kind of public light is embarrassing. Yeah. But it, come on. He was using it the way it was intended, as you said. Right. It's like it was there, the theater, and he went and, and what did was the thing. The, what, what kind of danger were they posing to anyone else? Oh, he's looking at porn. I can't have he's, my kids, even though like dads everywhere had the penthouse hidden and they had the Spice Channel or they were watching the Spice Channel through the scrambled lines. Were men, grown up men, they weren't doing that. I'm sure they kids were. were. Really? Well, I mean, some people probably didn't want to buy Spice, so I'm sure they watched it that way. Oh, I just meant, wouldn't they have like their go-to mag? Yeah, maybe, because you can buy one, but... Yeah. If I if Spice still existed, I'd probably try to watch the scrambled lines. Boob. It, yeah, it's still ridiculous though that uh, the hypocrisy involved. Oh, pe- yeah. but he entertains my children. Yeah. Well, you're the dad. Yeah. He's he's also a man. He's not actually Pee Wee. Do people did people not realize that back then that he wasn't actually a weird infantilized man child <laughs> was there something was there questions about you know his sexuality or anything and i don't know about this i don't know if that's yeah real i don't know because he's kind of a weirdo which does yeah. not mean that you know anything doesn't he have uh people paintings like to... of clowns or something like he's obsessed with paintings like he's an art collector but his there's some art that he has i think that has a theme maybe i don't know that much about him but yes a little weirdo i uh yeah, and what I'm saying is because he's a little strange, people want to assign things to him. It's like, oh, there must be something in the closet, a skeleton or several. It's like, shut up. I was never yeah. even a big fan of Pee-wee, but then I felt for him after that. And then that's I one of the f- that's one of the few celebrity pictures I ever got at the radio station. He came in dressed in, in, oh, the, yeah? in the suit. And he was making his comeback tour, and he was in New York, and I think he was on The View, so he was wearing oh, okay. the suit. And, you know, radio people are such losers that they'll take pictures with every celebrity that comes through and then post it somewhere acting like they're friends or trying to show off how great their life is and give me a break. This person doesn't even know who you are. And they hated (laughs) that they had to pose for a picture with you. So I rarely did it. The peewee. Oh, the first thing that comes up besides like the Wikipedia jump to is Paul Rubin's actor gay. And so... uh, Whatever. 1991, Rubens was arrested for indecent exposure in an adult theater in Sarasota, Florida. The arrest set off a chain reaction of national media attention that changed the general public's view of Rubens and Pee Wee. Sounds like maybe they were out to get him. Or maybe it was just coincidence. It was a routine porn sleaze yeah. theater bust. But So I guess rumors were circulating that he was gay. Oh, uh, yeah. You might be wondering why this is such a problem for me. Well, as an openly gay comedic artist i think it's important that successful men like paul rubens talk about their sexuality am i insinuating he's gay sure he has been doing the exact same thing through his work ever since he came on the scene and continues to in his latest film which features a relationship with joe (laughs) that's true did you watch that uh that uh movie that was on netflix for a while with that joe magley magnell magnell 
No. I can't say it. Sofia Vergara's husband? No. What was this? I it was like this little adventure, I think, uh where he was trying to get from one part of the country to another. Oh, was I it the new Pee Wee movie that came out? I think so. Yeah, I, I maybe eh, I don't remember if I watched it or not. <laughs> it was so funny. Um I loved it. So what's this article saying that he is gay and he should have come out? I guess. Yeah, but look Whatever. look when the speculation going around at the time. Is he gay? If he's gay, I don't want my kid watching that. If he's, So he couldn't have come Yeah, back out. in 91, for sure. He there couldn't. Was, I'm sure there was bullshit like that. Yeah, parents were assholes like that. Yeah. And there was a teacher in my school, my elementary school, who was gay. And uh, he was, I had him as a teacher, and he was my most favorite teacher ever. And I didn't even, I heard, you know, in fifth grade, I'm like, what does that mean, gay? Yeah. I mean, I guess I knew what it meant, but it didn't mean anything more than that to me. And it blew my mind later when I found out, like years later, I didn't know this was going on at the time, but like the parents were like railing against him and teaming up and trying to go after him. And some parents were like, don't you dare assign that teacher to my student next year or my kid. Wow, my kid. I was like, oh, come on. He was actually a great teacher. So, you know, you, you missed out. But this is the way people were. Yeah pretty stupid so this person writing oh it's important that he comes i'm very disappointed in him yeah well you live in a different it's none time. Of your business it's not if person doesn't want to come out they don't need to come out but also no and really i think if there's a question if you're if you are and i you know it's not like telling someone that it's none of your it's none of your business isn't like and you're not allowed to think about it you're allowed to think about it and wonder that's fine but don't then write an article saying like you know, he should because it's important to no, it is nobody's business. I understand the importance of someone that you look up to or you like their work and they come out and you're gay. That'd yourself. be nice. Yeah, but That'd be nice. he's not it's wrong. Not, they're not under any obligation to you. Uh, another if this person really is gay and they're not talking about it, it's they're not under an obligation to anyone else, gay or whatever, to come out and talk about their sexuality. But like I was going to say. Uh, that a lot of times if you if you have a question about it, it's probably true. Yeah, well, the criteria for the judgment on Pee Wee Herman completely misguided. Yeah, uh, he might be gay. He acts like a little boy. And oh, and there was a lot of that back then, right? Like if you're if the person is gay, then they're going to try and convert you to being gay or like they they're child molesters and stuff. There was a lot of that. Yeah. God, what the fuck? Yeah, it's the ignorance. I remember not understanding stupidity. what lesbians did sexually. Well, I mean, it's a valid question. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Just when you find, like, when you find out what that is, like, what being gay is, and then, oh, there's another thing. It's called being a lesbian. I was like, what do they do? I mean, as a kid, that's a valid question. I didn't know where poop came from. I thought it was like uh <laughs> just always inside of you and like maybe it was alive and it was a family and there was a well <laughs> and sometimes one of the kids or the babies would go clo too close to the well and the family would be sad because their oh, member no. fell into the well and was gone forever that's so sad yeah see so kids that's are funny dumb you bring that up so pete uh ellie stepped on pete's leg today and he was like ow you know and he said um that will make my food not come out I was like what he said, when you eat food, he talked about how it goes through your 
throat and down your body and into your legs. And if Ellie steps on his leg, it'll get caught and it won't come out of his butt. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> like you're full of poop and you're just like, your butt's like an open toothpaste tube. <laughs> Man, he's got a fucked up intestine. Runs down his leg. <laughs> yeah. It loops around his his thighs. <laughs> a medical anomaly. He should be studied. He should be put in a jar. I'll tell him. <laughs> it was a hole punch. It's a great sound. Well, we'll get to the hole punch. That'll tie in today's show. To today's okay. show. Good. To today's show. To today's show. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ, and today's topic is a continuation of a series of sorts. Hmm. I mean, I guess we were going to talk about hoarding somewhat, but really the inspiration behind the show is all the shit I keep under my bed in boxes, stuff that's been there for years that I don't need to keep. And I say continuation because we did have that one show where we talked about all the crap in my closet. Right. And the drawer that I have. Where I just keep concert <laughs> tickets and other plane, movie stubs. Yeah, movie stubs, plane tickets. And, uh, you know, we're moving on to the big time. Under my bed, I just have boxes of stuff that I will never throw away. And, uh, you know, I, I watch Hoarders. Every Sunday morning, I have a routine. I wake up and I watch Hoarders. A ritual. Yes, I watch the, the TV show Hoarders, which is very frustrating. Because usually it, it just, the people, when it's over, you know those people aren't fixed. I shouldn't even right. put it that way. I don't want to say fixed. But, you know, they're not putting in the work needed to not be hoarders. So they probably, wherever they go, whatever happens, they stay at home in the house because they, it's just going to be a hoarding mess again soon. Yeah, because they aren't, typically when you're watching the show, the people aren't ready for change. It's the people around them or like even the, the county forcing them to change like they have to clean up or get out. But I also understand these people. I understand the, the, the traumatic event that tips them into hoarding for whatever, you know, reason. A lot of the times I see people who have things that they plan to do something with in the future. I have this and uh, I'm going to keep it because in the future, one day I'm going to use it for this thing that there's a few items that I have that yeah, fall into cushion is you know the this the fabric on the outside of this cushion is messed up but i'll keep it because I, it's a great cushion i'll just reupholster it yeah and most of the stuff i keep does not fall into that category there's a few things uh most of the things i have are attached sentimentally to me they're reminders they're memories they're things i didn't even remember existed until I had this trigger for that memory. And I'm like, oh yeah, that was nice. I'm glad I remembered that memory and I wouldn't have had that memory if it weren't for this object. So I'm keeping this object. Um, but, you know, the tie-in, that sentimentality that I have, which you have zero of, and uh, we can, no, we can talk about that in a little okay. bit. You have absolutely zero. There's no attachment to anything. But, you know, a traumatic event happens in my life. Someone I'm close to dies. I can see that triggering. Like, I, I need some control. I need um, these objects represent more than they really are. You know, it, it reminds me of a happier time in my life when that person was around and they were alive. And I could see. I can see and understand how it could tip 
on my part. Right. Though I don't, I don't really know if it would carry over into collecting trash and junk. Yeah, because there are so, so many of those people's bathrooms, you know, are either, you know, aren't functional anymore or just disgusting. And I don't think that you would ever get to that point. Uh, but I could see you just holding on to things that someone else may deem as not worth holding on to. Yes, I don't know if I would. I mean, maybe I would start collecting new objects. It's all a control thing at that point, right? Yeah, because what if the person really did die and that was the trigger? And then you would see things that would, you know, new things out in the world that would remind you of that person. And so you would want to continue to fill that thing, that hole inside you that's missing that person with things that remind you of that person. So that's how you get like, they would have loved this newspaper. But it does go beyond that. Is it? I wonder if some of it is this thing is inanimate, so it's not going to abandon me. This Right. Inanimate object. It's not going to die on me. Right. And when I look at it, I'm reminded. And so I'm nev- I never actually have to deal with the loss. Yeah. And it's also probably a distraction of many sorts. Um, mm-hmm. Your focus is on all these items and you're not thinking about the, you know, whatever. We can speculate all day what causes that. And when I say understand it, it's a generalized understanding, a feeling more so than uh, and it, logically, there's parts of it that I can understand, too, but it's a feeling. It's like, I get that. I understand maybe what that person's feeling and what these objects bring to them. But it does tip over to a point where, like you said, there's a non-functioning bathroom. And it's like, all right, what, yeah. are, you, what are you getting? And, like, maggots in the sink and stuff. I just don't see you ever getting there. But that's I think that's just completely giving up. It's like, I don't I don't know how to function anymore. This See, that's the thing. Those people that have these the the type of loss or whatever the trigger is that tips them into a a hoarding that is detrimental to their well-being you know they they don't start out before that trigger being like fine you know and totally mentally healthy they were never given the tools to deal with sort of the things that may come along with a life where you were never taught to deal with those things you know what i mean so it makes sense. I feel like there there's a there must be some sort of scale, right? Between or for people who so like my mom, she she has a craft room, which is really just the spare bedroom uh in their three bed ranch. Um and it is full of craft stuff and just full of stuff. And she can't get rid of stuff because she looks at it. She's like, but I could make something with this type. You know, I have these beads and maybe I'll make something with those beads. And that's the thing where it's like, yeah, you might, but you probably won't. So let's get rid of those beads. You're like, oh, I can't. Which I think the person in, they know, they know that yeah. they're probably never going to do anything with those beads, but still. It's, but what if what if one day I want to and then I don't have the beads anymore and that's and then be you'll very, think of the person who said throw away the beads like, Fuck. well it's going to be very disappointing I had those beads now I can't yeah. do anything um, you know I don't know what do you think the motivation with your mom is do you even want to venture there or do you even begin like what's the motivation with me why do I keep things and apply 
all this meaning to these items that remind me I, of moments of my life. And, yeah. you know, it's, I'm not necessarily, I'm getting some kind of comfort out of it. Yeah. I think it puts things in perspective and reminds me, I was like, hey, your life's been pretty good. Look at this thing. You had nice times. There's fun stuff. Because constantly I'm just worried about dying. So, you know, the anxiety's there. And then uh, you can't enjoy things in the moment. That's what re- is ridiculous about this on my end. Half these things I didn't even enjoy in the moment. Silver- and only in retrospect can you appreciate them? Silver Sun pickups at uh, Williamsburg Waterfront. You know, I was working in the radio station. I wasn't a huge Silver Sun pickups fan. But mm-hmm. going with people I worked with and going with my girlfriend at the time and having fun with my it's like I remember that it's like I don't really want to go to this tonight and now that right. I sit now I see the tickets ticket stub I'm like yeah that was a nice time that was good I had that with all those people around that I cared about and so I it's like it's it, it's probably unhealthy I'm in the sense that it's replacing the enjoyment it's like instead of <laughs> making an effort to enjoy something in the moment yeah I, I'm just saying I'll do this and then I'll have this token to remind me later on yeah, and that'll like a totem. be yeah that'll be my enjoyment and yeah. i think that's probably the way i approached it or maybe i'm disappointed that i didn't enjoy it in the moment i'm lying to myself i you know i we can explore that if you want the show more so for me was just pulling some of these objects out from under my bed and uh well let's start there and talking about them here before we go there uh uh, I do want to say that I think that if uh, the, I think we're the problem with keeping things and not even being, you know, hoarding is such an extreme thing. And I don't think that that's what we're talking about necessarily with you or like my mom. Like it we're could saying. be a minor. It's a minor type hoarding. Sure. Yeah. A separate category of it. Like a lower. Because there are things that I see that I know I don't need and I can't yeah. bring myself to throw them away. Yeah. I will make excuses for why I'm keeping well, it. So, so I was thinking if it, if it, if it if it's working for you, then it works for you. Sorry, fired truck. You know, so if if you're complaining that you're being crushed by all of these items around you and you can't live like this anymore, and then when you say, "Okay, well, can we throw away this ticket stub to the Silver Sun pickups at the water?" No, pool? never, <laughs> never. Right. And so then, okay, well, then then that's where the that's where we're at a crossroads. If you are, if you're saying like, I can't stand this anymore, it's not working for me. And then you say like, okay, but I'm not actually prepared to do anything about it. Then that's where, that's where it's like, all right, well then it's on you. You have to figure this out because I'm thinking about watching the show hoarders where I, if I had a family member that was a legitimate hoarder, it sounds cruel, but I would just be like, okay. You know, I would try for a certain amount of time, you know, until I felt like I can't give this anymore. Uh, and I, I would just pretend that they're dead until they've decided to change. Because like you said, even if, all right, I'm calling, you know, A&E or whatever <laughs> channel that's on. And I'm going to tell them, like, my family member's a hoarder. They're going to come down. We're going to have this traumatic three or four days where they're filming and they're cleaning it up. And it's so much better. And then it says, like... At the end, they give you six months of therapy, but then it says, like, they haven't used it. (laughs) All right. Like you said, nothing is solved. And it's because the actual hoarder isn't ready to make the change. And they'll never be ready until they're ready. You can't give them that, like, 
Got it. And they may never be ready. And they may never. And so, like I said, if I, I couldn't put in that effort to someone over and over and over and constantly, even though it's their problem, it becomes my problem. And I just, I would have to just cut ties. Well, I mean, it's the same thing as a drug addiction at that point. Right. You can't, if the person's not willing to work on it, you can't force them. They have to make the choice. And if it's detrimental, you, you have to make that difficult decision to remove yourself from their life. Yeah. Um, and it stinks. I mean, with the hoarding, I know sometimes I even understanding, I watch the show and I think just take that person out for ice cream (laughs) and then while they're gone, throw everything away. Yes. Because they're not even going to some things for them and show them like, look, we kept this. Yeah. They're not even going to know what was missing. It's when they see the things that they then formulate a reason to keep it. And you know, that applies to me in the sense that going through the objects under my bed, I couldn't tell you half the stuff that was there, but then I see it and I'm reminded of something. I was like, no, we have to keep that. But if someone went through and through half, I wouldn't even know what was missing a few items. I would like, Oh yeah, I know that was there, but, and you know, I know that that's not healthy and that doesn't solve anything. And someone who really is suffering from the affliction is, uh, it's, it's not, it's going to send them into a panic if you throw all their shit away. But it is tempting. And just yeah. just take them out. Go to Carvel. Well, and, Go to Carvel and get them a big ice cream sundae and then just. Don't just throw out everything. Find things to keep and really and like and, and sort of trick them and be like, here's a whole box of paper we kept for you. And they'll be like, yeah, my papers. And then they'll be fine. They're you're like little an idiot. children. Yeah, you're an idiot. Here's a box. Oh, thank Look, you. we kept the important paper. We sipped it through and we found the important paper. We gave all the important paper. Yeah, you have the ice, they have the ice cream stains all over their shirt. That's right. And they had a hot dog. I had a hot dog. They're inept. <laughs> Yeah. But honestly, and then they'd be like, oh, shit, my house isn't disgusting. They would I can just walk around. I mean, that's not what happened. They would just go back to filling it up again. And I think about that in New York quite often, that there's definitely hoarders here, but they live in buildings with other people. So if they start a fire, the whole building's going to go up in flames. Yeah. Or even these old buildings, are they able to support the weight of a hoard? I mean, you've seen structural uh, integrity compromised plenty of times on that show. Yeah. Just in, yeah if there's too much weight. I mean, I think about that in general, just the fact that right above me, someone <laughs> yeah. else's bed. There's a whole life ab- above you. Yeah. And someone, all the same shit that you have. Someone's sleeping above me, like right yeah. above me. And that floor, I was like, what if it gave way? And they just came crashing down on me. There's all this stuff above me right now. Someone else's apartment. And I'm above someone. Yeah. Weird. And I like the top floor because I don't like anyone being above me. But then you have the roof, and if it's a bad roof, it leaks when it rains. But this, uh, this is a good building. And you have building. to climb up there with your heavy groceries. Yeah, so. whatever. Oh, I have to go. Really? I have to go up several flights of stairs. It's too many. Well, it's all right to talk about, but then to do it all the time. Like, ugh. It's too much. You sound like Free Willy. Willy from Free Willy crying. <laughs> I loved that tongue. It feels like it feels like bubblegum. I remember the. uh, Does he say that in the movie, or is it? I saw that somewhere else. The kid, the actor. Yeah, because he does put his hand right in that whale's mouth and touch its tongue. 
What was our thing? Orcas or pandas? Something like that. <laughs> well, what, I don't remember how we got to that. Do little, you? little inside. I don't. No dolphins. Jeff, dolphins. Jeff might know. I think it was dolphins are are pandas or something like that. What? Because we were talking about orcas being a member of the dolphin family and not a whale. <laughs> and they have the same color scheme as a panda. I think. Right, that's, did you know? That's right. We started talking about like a mouse, a common uh, uh, field mouse, is actually a marsupial. Yeah, and the little, little inside. Uh, it's actually a, a pachyderm. Fa- is in the pachyderm family. This is an inside reference to. I don't even know what episode that was on. Oh man, who knows? But then someone made a Did T-shirt. You know, pet dolphins and bumper stickers. Pandas. Look, I think that would sell. Should we make that shirt? I forget exactly how it was phrased, though. Pandas or dolphins? Dolphins or pandas? I, I think that Jeff Leboff, shout out, check out his podcast, Radio Labyrinth. <laughs> that, uh, Even I though that they he ditched made a you. Design. The, the, the podcast I used to be on, but then I got kicked off of. Well, <laughs> I got gracefully asked, the, told that it will continue without me. <laughs> Get out of here. That's all right. I was never able to show up. It was fine. It was... No, I know. It was a I know there's no. I couldn't join anymore, and I wasn't watching the stuff. Like, oh, are you guys into Vanderpump Rules? No, okay. I know there's no hard feelings. Yeah, it's fine. All right, so. Well, I what? mean, before we get into this, we can talk about your uh, lack of attachment to things. Like, you are very non-sentimental. And for things, <sighs> things present themselves, and like you, ha- you see that, and you have to be sad about that, or think about that, or it has to stir. You're like, nope, nope. You're an emotional void when it comes to past memories. Okay. And the passage now, of time. Well, that's true. I'm not concerned about the passage of time. I'm not concerned. I'm not afraid of death. Then we'll see. We'll see when you get close. But okay. No, I feel okay. All right. Well, it's fine. We'll see. You're just not thinking about it. You're, you know, sometimes you're blind to things. And I'm going to open you up. My my goal is to open you up so that you live in constant fear. Oh, cool. Of dying. <laughs> That's my project. Uh, because there's no absolutely no reason the humans in general should be walking around in constant fear of their yeah. own demise. What? Yes, because knowing, having the knowledge that you're going to cease to exist one day, mm-hmm. that we should constantly be in a state of panic. Yeah, but I haven't. It hasn't happened yet. Well, that's so what it's I mean. either going to happen really soon or really long time from now. You're so not in, whatever. You're, you're not in touch. I can't control either of those. We'll so. get you there. Hyperventilating. Paralyzation. No, I'm going to get you to mine, where you enjoy the moment. Well, look, I've already happy to be here. I've already found something else to add to my collection: a Jimbo Slim sticker. Jimbo Slims is the bar that my friend Philip uh, owns. In Greenpoint, Brooklyn, he was my first roommate in New York. When I lived in Atlanta, he was a bartender at 97 Astoria. And I said, who would move to New York with me? Because I don't want to move up there alone and live with people I don't know. And I went to Astoria and I said, hey, Philip, you want to move to New York? And he said, okay. And look, he's doing well. (laughs) You came up for a visit. We went to Jimbo Slim's. Mm -hmm. And uh, we took this sticker. And I have the sticker in my hand. And I'm going to put that in the box. I'll remember that visit and that night at Jimbo Slims forever. Because one day I'll open up that. It's like a bunch of time capsules. That's what's nice about it. People ah, like time capsules. Under your bed is a time capsule. full of. It's full of uh, printer paper boxes 
aka time box time time box printer paper boxes are very sturdy they're good boxes to store things maybe the mail crate all right you can finish your thought on the fact that you have zero attachment to anything that has happened in your life in the past and okay that is there's an unhealthy lack of feeling when it comes to thinking about how life has changed where you've been where you're going it's just oh well i'm here no here right now incorrect no it is not like well whatever no that is not what happened it's it's more like well that was a time and when i think back on that time i'm glad it happened i'm fine with it Mm -hmm. i don't need and and if that thing has changed then i it doesn't mean that it's dead it still exists as a good memory and i'm and i that's how i really do view it you know i mean there are times when you like mourn the loss of a life that you thought you'd have and there are times you know when i when i get there and i get upset about that but you know you just deal with that on your own you cry when you feel better you're fine <laughs> you get over it i still walk you don't past, get over it i still but, walk past the apartment of an ex-girlfriend that's close i'm like oh yeah remember 2011 when you would come over here and stay here and you weren't connected to her in any emotional meaningful way because you were not in a good spot in your life oh yeah, yeah. wait well, so i'm confused you want to keep that memory yeah, as like a sad I, thing i think yes i think it's important to realize it's like you were an asshole you were a shit bag and you need to remember that that was something that you were capable of so don't forget and you should feel guilty forever Oh, that you're saying that yours is the healthy way? Yeah, of course. Keep things framed. <laughs> you get a little cocky otherwise. You know, you got to look at the past and learn from your mistakes and then not only But learn, you can also look at the past and see the beauty well, you in need those to, moments from the past. Well, you need to not only learn from them, they need to be oppressive and they need to weigh <laughs> on you the rest of your life. Okay. And that's what keeps them from happening again like i look i can't carry any more weight so if i do this again it's gonna get too heavy and i'm gonna collapse and then you know what happens instead you just get stronger Mm -hmm. so then you carry the more weight then you think oh i can't do anymore this has happened it's all you know i can't do it again it'll it'll all be too heavy but instead again now you're stronger because you're carrying around all that weight like pile it on well see i'm not I, I understand your theory, and that makes sense, but I'm not uh, growing the muscle. So some people continue to act like a jerk, and yeah, the muscle will form. They're like, yeah. all right, I'm just going to keep adding the weight, and I'll just keep moving. And I can do it. You know, I, I guess you become desensitized to it. Like, I, I bust people's spirits all the time. I destroy people's souls. I'm so used to it at this point, I'll do it again. But you know, mm-hmm. I don't feel good about that stuff, so I'm not one of these one of these chumps out there um there are some things that you know i don't want but i would have trouble getting rid of uh i my mom brought the last time they were here uh, my mom brought a big garbage bag full of notes that i had kept from like middle school and high school you know just like notes that you write your friends and they're all not not all of them but a lot of them are folded you remember when you would fold notes in a cool way 
Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do it, but I know that. Oh, yeah. I bet you were one of the best folders around. No, my friend Anna was, and then I would copy hers because they were really good. You know, like where it turns into that little, like almost an envelope rectangle with like just the tiny corner that would fold in is like and tuck it into the rest of it. Oh, so good. And then you know we had little nicknames for each other, and we draw little pictures and little things everywhere. And they were there's they're the most innocuous, boring notes like. I don't even know. I should go get one and read one, but they're just nothing. Just a bunch of nothing. But I saw Brandon. Things. Brandon has a few hairs sprouting on his upper lip. Oh, he's such a man. Oh, when you go, when you kiss John today, you know, put, put uh, vanilla lip smackers on your top lip and blueberry lip smackers on your bottom lip. You'll be a blueberry muffin. <laughs> yeah, it tastes like a TBCY yogurt machine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, just dumb, weird things. And yeah, I don't want to get rid of those. I haven't even looked through all of them. They're just sitting in there. And I, I don't, if, if you came over and we were doing like a purge, uh, I'd be like, no, we can't get rid of those. What are you going to do with them? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because they represent, they represent the mindset that you were in. You can see where you were. You can be transported back to that age and yeah. read the mundane things that were important to you at that time. And then feel superior. Like, I'm oh, an idiot. I do have one, two, three, four, five. Wait. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine notebooks. Three that are in rotation out of the nine uh, that I can't get rid of. I can't throw them away. They're full of notes from, you know, the radio show and our podcast and Radio Labyrinth and just little doodles and grocery lists and to-do lists. They're just full of just notes to myself and I can't get rid of those. They're important. I have to trouble you. throwing. Yeah. I have trouble you throwing enjoy, away you enjoy the work that you're doing or the, the motivations that are getting you to write in those notebooks. And you want to remember that when you're older oh. and you have, you know, you're losing your mind and the old man will come in and read from those notebooks and you'll remember him briefly and then you'll forget again and he'll try to dance with you and you'll scream and say, who are you? I don't know who you are. And you'll say, I've been your lover for decades. Uh-huh. And Oh, yeah. And then ah, get out of here, stranger, stranger. And then I'll someone scream. will. <laughs> yes. I'm your lover. for. <laughs> and then they then go back to reading. Years. Go back to reading our song, reading the notebook, uh, (laughs) reading (laughs) out of your notebook about, uh, you know, the show that we did on laundry. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, don't like fabric softener. Remember, you don't like fabric. Oh, yeah. I remember you. I remember. (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) That's why you keep them. Yeah. Um, When I graduated from uh, college. I had kept all of my notes from all my classes and uh, I would, I, I did a ton of doodling in class. So uh, I cut out every doodle that I could find in all the notes that I'd kept and I put them in an envelope to keep all the doodles. You ever force those on your children? Look at this Ellie. And she's bored out of her mind. No, <laughs> not yet. I'm sure that that's, coming around the corner never do that ellie's getting older and cooler don't ever handle don't ever make her look at that stuff if she finds it and she's interested that's one thing but uh yeah but okay ellie ellie look at these (laughs) things look at these little cutouts ellie god well maybe now is the time because maybe she would be like oh look at this one i like it 
But when she's older, then she'll be like, ugh. I don't think there's any time. Prime time. You're supposed to be a parent, a parental figure, and set a standard, and not. Ellie, I'm just like you. Look, we're exactly alike. You would like this kind of thing too. Look, look, Ellie, look at all these little cutouts. We're, well, we're the you're same. saying to be inauthentic, then. What? Then How? you're saying to be inauthentic. How's that because, inauthentic? Because that is me. To say, not to say, look at we're the same. Just more like, hey, look at these things. I want to show you. It's like, oh, I shouldn't show her because it's I'm her parental figure and I can't be showing her. Well, mom. yeah, when then she's not making her bed and you say, Ellie, make your bed. She's like, I'm not making my bed because you have these cutouts. We're the same. <laughs> I can't take you seriously. You're All right, on, tell us what's under your bed. You're on the level of me, mom. I Go can't, ahead. Tell, uh, what'd you find under your bed? <laughs> you don't. Why are you trying to get off this subject? Because you're shitting on my parenting by saying that I would show Ellie something I'm interested in. <laughs> uh, take me seriously if you want. All right. What's under your bed? Well, there, no. There's a there's an issue to be solved now. Okay. You're, are you really offended by that? Show Ellie and videotape it and post Fine. it on Instagram. Okay, I will. Look at me showing Ellie all the cutouts. Yeah. There. And then what will happen? You'll get some likes. All right, and then what's resolved? Nothing. I'm just I'm just <laughs> changing my stance is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Because uh, I feel like I offended you, and I well, it wasn't my intent. Just okay. giving you a hard time. You oh, can show her fun. your cutouts. Yeah. She fun. did. I mean, love. She, I love give me you giving me a hard time. I love it. She couldn't cut things out anyway because that doesn't exist anymore. She doesn't have magazines and Teen Vogues and things like that. I, I'm not talking about magazines. What were you cutting out? Doodles that I drew on my like all all over my notes. Oh, well, still, I you guess she could do that. Listening. She could wow. possibly she could possibly do that, but even that the doodle on the iPads now. You were not even. Listening. I was listening. I was just thinking. And of, you thought I was talking about magazines. Yeah, well, that was a thing. I'm like, look at this cool thing in this magazine. I'm gonna cut it out. I'm going to no, hang it on my wall. No one magazine was never brought up ever. What magazines were you reading? None. You, what are you talking about? Have did you go into a, a into your time warp and go into somewhere else? No, no, but I'm just changing. I'm just I understand that you weren't cutting things out from magazines. I heard you say cutouts and that's what it made me think of because I knew people used to cut things out of magazines and make collages and stuff. Yes. Um, and then we've established that's not what you were talking about. But I'm just curious about magazines that you possibly read when you were younger. Okay. 17. Okay. That's very common. I'm not good. I feel like you are tepid now. Like I'm going to uh, come after you for liking 17 magazine. No, I don't understand where I don't, I don't understand why we're even talking about magazines. Well, I was just curious. What is it? What does that have to do with anything? Well, because magazines are something I keep also. Like, if I read a magazine, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it ties in. Yeah, you have those magazines in your bathroom. Yeah, they sit there. Yeah, they're, they're covered in pee. No, they're not covered in pee. Yes, they're covered in pee. They're not covered in pee. They're old Scientific American magazines. Yep, Scientific American's covered in pee. It's not because I sit down when I pee. So it's not <laughs> splattering everywhere. When I'm at home... When I'm at home, I'll sit down. If I'm out, yeah. I stand. But at home, why not? I want to relax. So anyway. I don't know why men stand up to pee. 
Well, because it's a little bit easier. You don't have to undo everything. Oh. You just kind of whip it out. <laughs> so, sorry. Sorry. I was just, I was then curious about magazines. I used to read uh, Zillions magazines. Uh, which was like consumer reports for kids. Wow. I was really okay. into that. <laughs> they would review different kids' toys and video oh, that's games. that's pretty and- cool. I was into, uh, it's like a, it was like an animal one. Oh, was it that one where you got that green box full of cards? You know what I'm talking about? Where it was a commercial and the end of it was just like you're a school bus driving away. God, what was that called? It was like Zoo Life magazine, you know? I have uh, like, weekly readers still. Yeah. From school. See, I've kept those. Those are under the bed. Oh, man. Adios. What, what do you mean, adios? Get rid of them? Yeah. Yeah. Why the weekly reader is a great no? You could you could bring it up and someone's like I don't know what you're talking about weekly what and then you could show it to them and maybe it would jog their memory. Yeah. And say oh yeah this thing See, was this cool. This is the thing is that this is your like um, we said you aren't a hoarder to the level of the show hoarders but there are some things that come out of your mouth that I feel like have come out of the mouths of said hoarders. But that's also I learned about owls that way. There was an owls edition. <laughs> yeah, you learned it. So it's it's learned now. No, because it's not knowledge that you necessarily retain. It's a refresher. It exists. What's it doing for you under your bed? I find it and I'm reminded, oh, yeah, I was into this when I was this age. I was advanced. The other kids were probably bored by this owls thing and they just wanted to go outside and play two square. And I was happy to read about owls. Or there was a cool one that had a human skeleton. Like on the front page was a man standing, and then you opened it up, and then his skeleton was lined up with his body. But if then you held it up to the light, you could see through it kind of, and you could see the skeleton looking. That was cool. That is cool. Yeah. Why the would memory you... exists without keeping the item. Well, it's even cooler when you can, you know. I think about if you're ever able to upload your brain to a computer. I would dig mm-hmm. through it constantly. I'd be like, oh, look at all these things. Look at that. Be like organized by files. Yeah. And the visual is nice to add to the memory sometimes. Well, I'm really into the idea of being able to access all of your memories in some sort of organized way. Yeah, it's probably not as good as you think, though, because then you find things you don't want to remember. <laughs> yeah, really embarrassing thing. But anyway, um, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to go through the box under my bed because I knew there was a bottle of holy water under there that I got from a Catholic friend when I was in high school. And I used to keep it in the glove compartment of my car in high school. And then anytime I would drive with someone else, I would take it out and put a drop on everyone's knee. <laughs> and then I, I didn't really, I just thought it was a weird thing to do. Uh-huh. I wasn't buying into the power of the holy water. Yeah, and putting it on someone's knee has never been a thing. <laughs> Just one drop on everyone's Just knee. Just one drop. <laughs> to protect us as we drove. Um, okay. But then I kept that, and I had it, and I just came with I would move, and I would move it with me, and it stayed in this box, and I thought about how disgusting it is, how it's decades-old water in a container, and it's got to have grown such 
huge numbers of bacteria and who knows what kind of bacteria. And at this point, it's its own universe, and uh, which is great for the bacteria, but I don't want a universe under my bed. And I really wanted to rid myself of the holy water. So that's what, uh, you know, so there was something I wanted to throw away. Mm-hmm. It's a nice memory, but, you know, at some point when the memory becomes poisonous, literally right, poisonous, where if you touch the water, you probably burn your skin or get you really sick. Um, <laughs> right, it's time to get rid of this. Who knows what was going on in there? Yeah. So then that's that there was a reason, but okay. Let's, uh, I'll just open this box. Okay. I have, to begin with, batteries not included on VHS. <laughs> I will keep this forever. Because on it's VHS. A, because I, that's a great movie. It's a New York movie. I think it was one of the first times, you know, when I watched this, it brings back a feeling. I was like, those people live in New York and they all live in that building together. And that's like a nice community. And they're all fighting to keep their building intact. And they get the help of these little alien spaceships. And that's great. But, you know, it was a, it's a New York movie and it was, it set some kind of standard. No one's arguing. No one's arguing about whether batteries not included is a good movie, but that's why I'm keeping this on VHS It's about keeping it and it being on VHS. Well, I want to keep it. Because Do you have a VCR? No. But I have these other VHS <laughs> cassettes of uh, home movies. Oh, that's different. Uh, Lisa's birthday, which is my youngest sister. I think it's her first birthday. Dedication, which is my first grade class singing for the dedication of our new elementary school. And then it just says Gregory, Kristen, and Lisa. So God knows what we're doing on that. So, you know, I'm keeping those cassettes because one day maybe I'll get a VCR to watch those. And if that's the case, then I'll watch Batteries Not Included. Okay, so like I said, I get the idea and the reason why you'd keep the home videos, but not Batteries Not Included. But because I'm keeping the home videos, I would keep Batteries Not Included. You know what? I would say to keep Batteries Not Included if it were recorded off of TV because then you could go back and look at the commercials. That'd be the only reason to keep it. Otherwise, it's a totally accessible movie that you can get other places. True, but not, you know, I was very (laughs) happy to have that VHS. I have this, uh, you know, we did the show on toys a few weeks Uh ago. And I talked, I talked about Bone Age, which were these dinosaur bones. I have this Bone Age skull, a Brontosaurus skull right here. Nice. I'm going to keep that. That's because that was a toy that I liked. It came up on an episode. And who knew, who knew I even I had that? I didn't say a word. I've got this frame picture of Grave Digger. <laughs> you should at least put that up. Well, the thing with it is it's actually a very low quality print. It looks like it was printed out on someone's printer. And Did then you get it? put I- in a frame. I don't, no, it was a gift. Okay. I wasn't even into really it. I wasn't even into monster trucks. We just when we worked at the radio station early on, remember we would get tickets for the Super Bowl of Motorsports. Oh, okay. so I would go to the monster truck at the Georgia Dome shows because why not? There were free tickets and it's a spectacle. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the Grave Digger picture, honestly, I would throw this one away. I'm not so attached to it. All right, toss it. Ah. I mean, but it's already in the box and it's fine. Ah, it's not in the box because you just took it out, but okay. Uh, here's a Valentine's Day card from uh, my girlfriend when I was 
you know, 20, 19, 20, 21, 22. Okay. That's nice. That's a nice little thing. And I can What's think of, say? I can think about how I was crappy to her. And <laughs> thanks for helping. I can read this and have a pang of like just awfulness shoot through my body. It says, what better time than Valentine's Day to say those three little words I often think but seldom say. It's going to be a joke. It's going to be a joke. You're so lucky. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. I'm sure you knew it wouldn't actually be sweet. Look, that's what she wrote. wrote. She knew you she so knew. well. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you. Yep. She knew you. I've got... Uh, this staple CD that somebody burned the Twilight Singers onto, and I listened what? to it, and I wasn't so big into them. Uh, Greg Dooley what? is a jerk. Throw that away. Uh, but that was like I know who gave that to me. That was ah, the, that, throw it away. That was the girl who uh, oh, smashed boy. in my back windshield. Ooh, that's a good story. <laughs> yeah. So see, who gave you that CD? The girl who smashed in the back windshield of my car. <laughs> Tell the story. That is the story. She didn't just smash the windshield of your car. Well, it was a very contentious relationship, and it's been brought up many times. If people listen uh-huh. to the other radio show, they people might not know it. They've heard it. We listen. The point of the box is to bring things up. So now here it is. When I first dated her, she brought up a story about how she smashed in a guy's car with a baseball bat, and that should have been a huge red flag. But I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> he probably deserved it. What a jerk! And then you know, as we dated. Uh, we both really drove each other insane. Meaning, at some point she said, uh, I, want, I really want to punch you in the face. And I said, I'll punch myself. And I was <laughs> drunk, and I hit myself harder than I expected. I didn't really mean to hit myself that hard. Uh-huh. Then I made my own nosebleed. But then I said, I'm going to make uh, her feel bad. This is how gross I was as a person. What a, see, these are, these are things that are important to remember, so you know how far you've come. See what this Twilight Singer CD... All right. I mean, you're proving a point. So I said, I'm going to put some fake blood in my ear. And then I went and saw her. She's like, why is your ear bleeding? I was like, what? Huh? And then I said, maybe I hit myself so hard I I busted my brain. And (laughs) this is setting the tone for this awful relationship. And then uh, there was one night at the Inman Park Festival and she got angry because I was talking to some other girl. But it was just someone who actually ended up becoming one of her best friends which is strange, but uh, she tried to put me in a headlock and I got out of it and then I threw a beer straight in the air and I said, rotten hell, and I ran away and then she showed up in my house and was pounding on the door and I refused to let her in and then I turned off my cell phone and the next morning my car was busted in. So there you go. All right, look at this. Look at this here. I got an old resume and an air check and a cover letter Blake Lawrence, Program Director, WRXP, 395 Hudson Street, New York, New York, 10014. Mr. Lawrence, Wait. I'm writing in reference to any open on-air positions at WRXP, as I'm very Should interested. you be giving out their address? What, of the radio station? Oh, okay. It's public information. All right, all right, go ahead. It's also the radio station doesn't exist anymore. I mean, this, okay. there are still radio stations at that address, but it's... You right, can okay, look. go ahead, sorry. So anyway, this was the cover letter. Uh that I wrote when I got my first radio job here in New York. I sent this out. It's got an air check on a CD. It's got my resume. It that got me a job. Really nice. A job that landed me a job here in New York. So yeah, I'm gonna keep that. A Sunday paper. 
which was uh, an alt-weekly in Atlanta that tried to compete with the creative loafing. And maybe it did for a little bit. I don't know. But uh, this is from, there's not even a year on this. It just says December 18th to 24th. But I'm guessing it's probably 2005 or six. Uh, I have an article I wrote somewhere in here. Was it about the sun or something? No, this one was about, uh, I mean, it's the Christmas edition. Oh, okay. Ugh, I hate the feel of this paper. I really do not want to be flipping it's through It's not this. a newspaper? Feel? It is a newspaper, but I don't know. It, it feels gross on my fingers. Mm. I'm looking. It's very actually very th- a lot of pages. And there's a lot of ads, but it's not something you would expect a newspaper to have this yeah. much content. <laughs> Especially. All right. I say that it's a lot of ads. Uh, where is this article I wrote? There's too many pages. Listen to me flip through the pages. Do you want me to edit this part out? No. My God, how many ads are in here? <laughs> this is actually awful. This yeah. who, read, who would look at this thing? It's mostly ads. Here it is. Old school Christmas. Why the Xbox 360's got nothing on a good old Rubik's Cube. <laughs> that was my uh, article. It says by Greg Decker Russ. Oh man! That's probably the only way I got uh, them to allow me to write. It's like I'm on right. I'm on 99x. With Will you cr- take a picture of that and we can post it so people can read it? With Christmas nearing, spoiled brats across the country are kicking and screaming and telling their parents that they hate them because it's nearly impossible to find this year's hottest toys. No, I don't want to wait until after Christmas to get an Xbox 360, despite the fact that the store is sold out and they're $3,000 on eBay. If you don't get it for me now, that means you really don't love me. This outburst is generally followed by an indecipherable scream, which in turn is followed by an overpowering desire to dropkick said kid in the mouth. Uh, yeah, I can take a picture of that. Okay. What an article. Uh Birthday card from my parents. Happy birthday, son. Picture of Honolulu that All I All right, took. now that picture, that, that card mm-hmm. didn't stir anything for you. That's nice. It just says, happy birthday, son, the end. Nah, it's nice. Okay. Uh, See, here- you don't have to say, your criteria for keeping things is... Not on solid ground. Well, this is the very reason I don't get my dad cards. My dad loves cards. He wants cards. I don't. He's like, I, for my birthday, I want a card. For Father's Day, I want a card. He doesn't keep them. He throws them away. I was like, what's the yeah. point? We're not going to keep the thing. So it's a principle. It's it's a show that you're you're, so a call, you're putting in the effort. A call does the same thing. If you're not keeping it, it does. That's that's why I keep the card because it's an ongoing I have battle. Some cards. That I've kept. Yeah, you should keep cards. I got an unopened Franz Ferdinand CD. Oh, toss it! No. What's it doing for you? That was cool. It reminds me I probably got it. It's a promotional copy. I got it from the radio station. And I enjoyed them. And they also were the band I was... I went to see at the Cotton Club the night I also went to jail. Uh, so, you know, it reminds me of things that I shouldn't be doing. I've got the... Uh, this this Dashing's Khan CD box set. Shingis Khan. Yeah, whatever it is. The, I don't the German village people, which was yes. a big. We loved the you know Eric, you and I loved this band. God, we really did. Yeah, so I'm keeping that. That's a nice yeah, memory. It's a nice memory of 2002. I got another Sunday paper, probably because I read another article in it. Who knows? I have an unopened eight track of Johnny Cash 
original Golden Hits Volume 2. I got a picture of the time I drove my truck off a mountainside and probably almost died. See, those things make sense to keep. Yeah, there's a bunch of CDs in this one, and there's other VHS tapes. Uh, I understand the need to keep things, and I understand your frustration even with your dad not keeping something like a card, especially when he's asking for it. But at some point, where do you draw the line? Do you have to keep every card? Like you don't, you're not keeping every card from your parents that say happy yes, birthday. Yes, I son. keep every. They stop. People stop sending me cards, which does not offend me at all. Um, but I mean, I, that's not true. I have friends who will still send cards, and I keep yeah. them. I mean, I had a. It was a family card that you sent me from God knows how long ago. Uh huh. That I kept. I was like, all right, that's nice. Someone took the time to send this. I will. I can. Least I can do is put it in a box somewhere. I have all these mini discs. Ooh, yeah. Which I don't... You want to talk about what am I going to do with these? You can get a VCR from a thrift store. A mini disc player? I don't know what the hell you're going to... You'd have to go to a radio station. Those are the only places that have old technology. And this one says Mad Pundit on it. Which (gasps) was... I know what's on there. I wonder if all of um, uh, uh, Homeless Like Me is on there. Well, no. Mini disc is audio. Oh, it's just audio. Yeah. My bad. I'm still curious what's on there. Mad Pundit was that uh, failed website that Eric Von Hessler tried to create and also 2002-2003. But yeah. uh, we worked with him on that and God knows. So there, I mean, that's one box. There's other stuff. Okay. There's CDs. I'll open this other box just quickly. But see, you see why I would keep these things. They're worth keeping. Yeah, I see it. I don't see why you keep everything. There's a There's a threshold, I think, that is different for me of what I'd keep. Okay, out of that box, what would you throw away? The Franz Ferdinand CD. Okay, one thing. And the but card from your parents. Think about all the people, and I, I really do not think that CDs are going to come back in the same way vinyl did. I don't buy into that. But no. think about uh, no. all the people who are like, throw that vinyl away. Get rid of it. Why do you have that? And well, they're probably glad that they do. Again, I know that's not a good argument because I don't think that it's going to come back, but... <laughs> Someone somewhere said that. Who knows? You never know the way the future is going to play out. Gosh, you really don't. And Franz Ferdinand still has time to become maybe the world's biggest band. And I can say have their first album unopened. At least there's still time in their careers. Mm-hmm. I've got a toy cap gun in uh, Ooh, fun. this other box. But like this, I don't, I would throw this throw away. Throw that away. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, but, but it's kind of cool. Why do I have it? I just remember <laughs> having it. I remember having it for a long time. I should keep it. <laughs> Here's a book of matches. It's a very, but look, this is not your, this is not your standard book of matches. This is a. Yeah, it's really long. Yeah, that's cool. That's not something you see. Oh, boy. I have all these cassette tapes, which are all air checks from 99X. So that you would keep, right? This is me on the air. I have a, a, a way to put that into your, like I have a, um, a little tape, uh, tape player recorder that you can that has a USB port, and I can transfer it for you if you'd like. Okay, I'm gonna send you hours and hours of tapes. Okay, and you can do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll task you with that. I have these buyer reports from houses I was looking at in Atlanta in 2005. I will keep these. Like for example, Why? here's one 311 Glenwood Road. At the bottom, I said creepy. If somebody knows who lives at 311 Glenwood Road, 
ask get them what they ask them what they paid because in 2005 the asking price was $227,900. Now wow. it's probably 600,000 if not more. And then ask them how their basement's doing. Yeah, the basement. Is it still creepy? It was a it was a dirt basement. I didn't like it. Yeah. So a that's cellar. A, that's a cellar. Right? Yeah. I guess to me a cellar is you have to leave the house. It's under the house, oh, yeah, but and, you go outside. And it's under the house. But yeah, you have to go outside with the double doors and then there's a tornado coming. Yeah, this had access yeah. on the inside with stairs, so it was more a of a cellar. basement. Uh, you can go make cheese down there. Nine oh five dry your meat. Nine oh five Confederate Avenue, which they changed the name of. It's I think it's Liberty Avenue now or something like that. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, this this house I wrote weird. So I didn't like hmm. that house. I gave this one a check mark on Moreland on Moreland Avenue. Why the hell would I? I would not would have won. I didn't want to live on Moreland Avenue. So look, I keep these. I remember looking at all these houses when I was stupid and got a mortgage I should have never gotten with the subprime loans. And the kid who was making $38,000 a year was allowed to get a $192,000 loan with no money down. Sure. Yeah. Here. No wonder the economy collapsed. Idiots. That is nuts. Here's Guster. Uh, Chastain Park Amphitheater, July 21st, 2006. It was probably a nice show. I don't remember it. Toss it. Nope. You don't remember it. Here's all these. It brings l- nothing to you. Here's all these letters that uh, an ex-girlfriend sent me. Brittany. Oh, a dad's garage sticker. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, you love dad's garage. Oh, it's my favorite. The best, the best improv around. It is. World, see? So would you keep the sticker? Yeah. But I might then... I might keep it and then leave it out to put it somewhere and not just keep it in a box not being used. Well, it's nice so, to, I don't, I, it's nice to see every once in a while. That makes me better. <laughs> Dear Greg, thank you so much for sharing our wedding day and for your gift. We'll definitely give you a ring if we're ever in New York and these people are divorced now. <gasps> Toss it. No, that's great. It's- I love that it's because it shows how life changes. And reminds you of how, you know, things change. Oh, you know, I'm realizing what a romantic you are. (laughs) And that's truly the reason why you keep these things. Because you romanticize the past. I romanticize life. Thank you Yeah, but especially the past. Just like you said, you go see... What is that? Uh, the old license plate for my motorcycle that I had when I lived in Atlanta. That's cool. I used to ride a motorcycle. I, I wouldn't remember that. <laughs> you'll, you'll remember it without the license plate. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this old checkbook. Look at this. $235. that has got the carbon print here. $235.26 on 11-15-06. That was my car payment. That was cool. <laughs> Georgia, Georgia Natural Gas on 1107, $88.43. All right. What a story behind that. U.S. Department of Education, $95 on 1216.06. Yeah, I'm keeping that. Those were, you know. Oh, my God. That was a life at you one point. You know what I do? You know, I've paid I- off that student loan, and that makes me feel good. I paid off that car in full, and it makes me feel good to know I was responsible. And that's why my FICO score right now is 842. I'm almost... <laughs> I'm almost to 850, the mythical 850. I'm going to get there. And you know why? That checkbook reminds me of why I'm almost there. That's why I'm keeping it. Leave me alone. 
Look at this. Look at this piece of wood that's shaped like a gun. This is a piece of a tree. You couldn't okay. even you couldn't even tell it them. Look the, like a, I think it looks more like a bone or something. Bang bang. I'm keeping that. I don't know where I found it. But it's it reminds you how wonderful nature can be. Look at this. Look at this golden roller skate wheel. <laughs> this was a prize given out. Uh-huh. By the Atlanta Roller Girls. When okay. I was an announcer for the Roller Girls. That's a nice time in my life. I used to announce the belts. I was an in-arena announcer. All right, this makes more sense. This was an award. It wasn't just a random roller skate wheel, which is what I thought it was when you brought it out. Look at this Play-Doh. No. That's, if it's still fresh, I'm keeping it. Oh, God, it's molded. <laughs> now i got to wash my hand. I touched it. I'm throwing this away. This has mold all over. Oh it. no! Oh, but I now, but now we're molded. making a new memory. Who knows what kind of mold that is? God, I probably breathed it in. Oh my god! You think that's funny, huh? Greg, you can't you can't throw it away anymore. Now it's now it's a new memory. Well, I now you need to keep it because remember we found it when we were going through your hoarding phase on our one topic. Remember the one topic podcast we used to have? Now you're on your deathbed and I'm remember I'm reminding you about the times that we had. Yeah, well, my deathbed's going to be very soon, maybe tonight after breathing in whatever <laughs> fucking spores were in that molded Play-Doh. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Who knows what grows on Play-Doh? Who really knows what grows on it? It's nothing. There's nothing. You're fine. It's. I'm sure nobody's ever got to the point where Play-Doh is molded before. Tell me about the Play-Doh. Where did you get it? What memory did it serve? I think that the Play-Doh... There was someone in New York that I liked before I lived here. Mm -hmm. But she was from Atlanta. And we talked about Stone Mountain. And then I took a trip to Stone Mountain and got a piece of the mountain. And then I created a pedestal for that piece of the mountain out of Play-Doh. And I baked it. And I think I used oh. that Play-Doh. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was nice, right? That is nice. <laughs> All right, that's enough. We've gone through enough. Oh, but at the beginning of the show, I talked about this single hole punch that I found uh -huh. in a box that now just sits out. And now I sit at my desk and I use it to pass the time if I'm doing the radio show or you know before our pre-show I just punch holes in things on pieces of paper I actually punched hole through a, a several holes through a ticket stub a movie ticket stub which I didn't I was like why am I doing this it's a very oh, important ticket it. stub what is a single hole punch for what do people use this for that's a good point I'm, I'm sure there's a reason but what was it whatever the reason I mean is. Probably. The first thing I think of is like a hard card that you put a hole in so that you can like put a key ring around it maybe, but yeah, that doesn't seem like that's why people have that. I don't know what the purpose of a single hole punch was, but I have one. Yeah. God, I touched that mold. This is the end. <laughs> well, I appreciate your sentimentality. I, I feel that I am sentimental just in a less romantic way. I'm, I'm, much more interested in like let it go let it go 
I won't miss it. Usually I won't miss it and it's gone and I'm glad. How can you let it go? This collection of things is what makes you you. There's all these no, things. It's not. Yes, all these things are parts of your life and they represent things that happen and everything that has happened in your life. You know, the reason I keep things from past relationships isn't because I'm fantasizing about going back to those relationships. The relationships especially help shape you and every relationship I had, including like the one where I'm putting fake blood in my ear, it taught me not to do that. So <laughs> You know, there's there's reasons for this. But those things exist without keeping the totems of the those things existing. Well, I need the totems because I like the connection. I like the the burst of neural activity it gives me. No, I, I understand that. I but for me, I don't like the idea. I don't. All right. Well, maybe this is my hang up. You have that drawer. That's next to your couch that we went through that time right and we were i was trying to get you to throw away all kinds of stuff that you didn't want to throw away i would not enjoy knowing that that drawer was full of stuff why uh -uh. are you that drawer because that's filled with your life is what you're saying i don't like yeah, having a drawer filled because with it's my not life for me because for me it's not filled with my life it's filled with a bunch of stuff that is bothering me and shouldn't be there and now i can't open it and find things I need or put things in it that I need to put in there. But that's the point of the drawer. The drawer is a junk drawer. You know, there's nothing that I'm not storing things I need in there. The The drawer's purpose is to store things that All I right. don't need. I don't know. I still just, I wouldn't like it. Mm -mm. No. It's nice, like to, it. it's nice to go through that. For you. It's nice. Look at this uh, plane ticket I have to Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah i you know i really want to remember that yeah you can still remember it without the thing see this is the difference no but that, is that for that, me i'll remember it without the ticket but what what i what you're saying is that you won't think of it until you see the thing and then you said it's like a burst of i wouldn't remember that the reason i have a ticket to milwaukee is because it was a layover to seattle and I remember thinking, I'm in Milwaukee at the airport. This is the only time I've ever been here, the first time I've been here. And I actually hope it's the only time I'm ever here because I like the idea. It's like, yeah, I was in Milwaukee once for an hour. And that's, uh, that was, I had my fill. I like that. I like that idea. So, but that I would have forgotten. I would have forgotten. The ticket. I would have no, forgotten. No, you wouldn't have forgotten it. Yes. I wouldn't uh, now it's maybe ingrained in my head because that ticket reminded me but yeah if that ticket didn't exist and I didn't see it when we were going through that drawer I wouldn't remember that that's not I don't believe that that's true it it jogged my memory of a thought that yeah. I had <laughs> so that's why uh that's why I keep it all right so you're digging your heels in you're keeping all Look, the I, things you think you should I keep I threw plenty of things away like old dvd porn I'm thinking well, what do you need this for get rid yeah. of this yeah that's not needed anymore you did throw a ton of stuff away from under your from under your bed yeah hold the whole trash bag full yes so, so that's good you did a good job yeah there are things i have a method that helps me determine what stays and what what goes yeah but that, so do the people on hoarders god that moldy no see the people on hoarders would have kept the moldy play-doh yeah that's true, because family members are always like, it's got mold on it. Yeah, or it's covered in mouse piss. Yeah. Like, Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
So, you know, not I'm not so bad yet. Okay. Well, if you're a hoarder or you like to keep things, comment on our Facebook you could, page. You could just say, thanks for listening. I know. But, you know, I'm, I'm watching trying a lot of YouTube with Ellie. Trying you know, to and tie it into, if you're a hoarder, you should comment. <laughs> well, everybody, even sort of fake, even sort of like jokey, tongue-in-cheek webs, uh, YouTube pages still will say, like, if you fill in the blank, then comment below. So I thought, well, maybe I, we should say something like that. I'm really just pretending that. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of One Topic. Rate and review us on iTunes. Be sure to check out hoffandpepper.com. Use the code One Topic. What is it? One Topic uh, 15? 15. For 15% off. Wow, what a great hot sauce. So delicious. Thanks. Talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs> you mansplain. Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without mm. any additives or extracts, a company that uses local peppers so it's as fresh as possible, and a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what, let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's gotta be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients. What? zero fillers, additives, or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hoff Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no. Tell me, please, now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code one topic 15 Hold on. That's... Yes. Get a pen and paper. One topic 15 Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome.